Welcome to Hit The Real, the podcast where we talk about the entertainment that we consume and what we really think about it. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and uh, I have been called as Harry as a wiki before. So, But uh, this week I am joined by my colleague and friend and man who I think should be running a criminal syndicate pseudo-feudal lore system. Uh, Jesse, how you doing, Jesse? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. You, you think I should be running a criminal syndicate? Yeah, I, I feel like you got the chops for it. Me, Mister. I always play the light side and Knights of the Old Republic. Me. Yeah, well, I mean that's the thing, though. I think I feel like you'd be one of those uh, crime lords that everyone loves. But like, if you cross you, I mean, I've seen you play that game. You you just wail on dudes with your lightsabers because you're so good at it because they cross you the wrong way. So I think you'd be good at it. <laughs> Well, there's that, and all the light side force powers are kind of lame, so literally most of your points go into, like, three things, and you get really good at just those things, so. That's fair. We do have lightning powers on the dark side of the force, so. I always look forlorn, forlornly at the lightning as it's being <laughs> cast by other players, so. I mean, that was always the best part of those old games, when I showed you when it went from, like, force shock to force lightning, and it was like, now I'm just going to put my hand up in the air and lightning bolts are going to fly down from the sky because essentially I am a god now. Yep. Dude, especially in the second game, like you get so freaking powerful it's, by the end of that game. It's like, it's almost like a cheat code. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> after that amount of Star Wars talk, we're going to be talking about uh, the recently wrapped up uh disney plus show um the book of boba fett yes we are yes we are um <laughs> you know michael i think we've seen enough star wars at this point in our lives to where i am glad that we have this forum that we can come together and have these conversations because talking about star wars on social media is just painful at this point it's an exercise in futility to have any level of discourse yeah i agree it's kind of interesting that um non-spoilery thoughts on this i guess uh, yeah. is that we'll start there yeah i mean i i don't think there's any spoiler, but i remember watching it and then like watching the first few episodes i think i was episode four maybe um yeah that's right episode four uh -huh. uh, um where i was just like this is a pretty good show this isn't terrible or um i'm you know okay i'm like enjoying it it's good it's solid you know it's got some little goofs and weirdness here and there but it's still it's, it's still good quality star wars in my opinion um and then i like realized that a bunch of people on the internet were hating it and saying it was terrible and i was like are we watching the same thing like this is just it's good Star Wars stuff. It's not terrible. It's not bad. The story is kind of interesting. I like the idea that essentially this guy we know as a hardened uh, bounty hunter essentially finds heart in the desert. Uh -huh. um, it's not too crazy. It's, it, and to be clear, that's not a spoiler. You watch the first episode and you quickly start seeing it coming. So, um, but I thought I was like, this is one of the main characters that people love. Like, why, are, are we mad because it's one of the main characters we love? And now it's rewriting the the canon of it because you know the star wars legacies they he was much more of a a bamf when he got out of the 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 um 
Sarlacc pit? Like, what's uh-huh. going on here? So, yeah, I just I stayed away from pretty much any sort of conversation on what I think about it. I've just encouraged people to watch it if they haven't. That's pretty much it. Sure. I think it's that old saying, uh, no one hates Star Wars as much as Star Wars fans. And I think <laughs> that pretty much applies to literally anything that's released, regardless of how you personally feel about it. The reactions are just so extreme and toxic. And I just don't, I just don't understand why people get so worked up about something that you know okay you didn't enjoy it but like you always say dude star wars is like pizza so if you didn't mm-hmm. if you don't like this go there's plenty of other star wars things to go enjoy why why <laughs> waste time with that but um yeah man i mean boba fett has never been my favorite star wars character um <laughs> i i think he looks cool he's got the mandalorian <laughs> armor Love his ship. Um, he's always standing there looking menacing. I always thought his, and this is me saying my what my opinion is without being much of an extended universe guy or legends uh, universe guy, as they're now called. Um, but I always thought his reputation was <laughs> like, it, like, his reputation was, you know, bigger than what his character actually deserved, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I never felt that he really lived up to, like, this idea of being, like, a, a super badass, dangerous bounty hunter in anything that I've seen. And that's partly because, of course, in Return of the Jedi, the whole term getting, oh, getting Boba Fetted comes from, you know, how he allegedly was killed off at, at that point in time so uh there's there's that little piece of pop uh pop culture trivia but um he's never my favorite so i i wasn't going into this with like any super high expectations i liked how he was used in the mandalorian i think he works best as a supporting character in my opinion um and for this show i mean it's a pretty it's a pretty standard tale um, not just for star wars but in general of a guy with kind of a shady past who maybe has some regrets you know wants to turn over a new leaf and you know uh, make a new life for himself and i guess kind of seek his own redemption in a way and while simultaneously you know helping his own self-interest by well he's gonna be his own boss now so he doesn't have to fight for uh the dumbass uh the dumbass <laughs> crime lords who could afford to hire him um and so i i think for this you know i i kind of recognized what i was getting into um i thought it was fine i this might be one of those rare occasions where i enjoyed less than you did just by your initial reactions there mm-hmm. i i thought it was okay there were some episodes I liked, some that I thought were kind of boring, uh, some scenes I thought were really good, um, some that I think were kind of a waste of time. <laughs> but I, I felt that uh, overall, they're trying to tell a story that I think if you really want to, you know, weave this tale of, you know, this former criminal or bounty hunter, um, seeking that redemptive arc and if you want to do it right 
I think they needed more character development and some better writing to really stick that landing and drive that home. And I think it was asking a lot without that of Tamara Morrison to try and carry that on his own. And I think in some ways they fell short, but I mean, I wasn't going online and being like, Oh my God, they fucking killed star Wars with this. How dare they? Or like that. I mean, it's just, I, I just didn't enjoy it as much as, you know, some other people did, but I, I didn't hate it either. I, I was probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that, um, I definitely think it's till I kind of feel the feel out of it was less than the Mandalorian, um, in like my, my pure enjoyment, my anticipation, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's reflected that again, I do love, I do have to say, I love that Disney plus is kind of stuck to its guns on. We're going to release these every, like we're going to release these every week and you can watch them. And that way everyone can be on the same page. I still enjoy that so immensely. Yeah. That I feel like it helps my viewing experience because I know there's a few other shows that, and a few other platforms that will release everything all at once. And it kind of it is nice to be able to binge through something, but sometimes I also I, I, I enjoy the fact that I'm kind of like anticipating this. Um, being said, <laughs> I say anticipating it. I think there was like uh, we had to catch up uh, Lindsay and I on it because we had missed like two weeks. And so it was like, oops, we missed up. Oh, well, we forgot that there was like an episode that came out. And so we had to like go back. And that kind of tells me that it wasn't as engaging as The Mandalorian, where we were hotly anticipating every single week to be like, Oh, it's coming out. This is this week that, you know, we're going to sit down and watch it this night type stuff. So not planning your, your evening around getting to see this. Yeah. We we weren't planning our evening around uh, the book of Boba Fett. And I think part of it might be also, um, Lindsay was actually a little kind of confused on the timeline of the movie. Uh, and we'll, we'll, I'll share more when we get to the spoiler section. Cause I don't want to really, I feel like that's part of the story. Um, yeah, yeah. but I think that's kind of hindered her appreciation in kind of wanting to be engaged in it. Uh-huh. Um, but I do feel like you're saying, I feel like there probably was a little bit more character development that should have happened. Uh, this, there were definitely parts, like you were saying, a waste of absolute time, uh, or the production quality, I feel like lacked admittedly getting towards the end of the season um mm. that final episode i was like oh this is where money was spent i see the money here yeah um so there was parts of it there's one particular episode and one particular quote unquote chase scene uh mm. that i really feel it it it, it 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 did not show the production value in yeah. the way that i think they wanted it to um but no i mean i th- it's good. It's 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 pizza. And this is not like crappy, you know, quick delivery. I still feel like this is still pretty solid pizza. Like this is your, you know, your local shop, but isn't, you know, the one that everyone raves about. It's the one that you're like, no, nah, man, I'm going to walk home and get a. Or I'm like, it's the local high school one where you're like, as a kid, you're like, hey, I'm going to walk by there and get a, a dollar slice after school and it's going to be great. It's on the way home. It's, it's on the way home. It's comfortable. It's it's still it's still pretty good for what it is, and yeah. you still enjoy it, and it's still fun, and you know, yeah. So, 
that's kind of my thoughts on just the overall uh show and i do agree with you that i feel like maybe there was some heavy lifting that wasn't the writing didn't allow for the heavy lifting that was being asked so for the emotional state stakes of the the show (laughs) for sure and to Lindsay's point i definitely thought some of the ways that these episodes were structured, particularly the early ones, mm-hmm. it's kind of killed the pacing of this. And I, I thought they should have divided up sequences differently than they did. And I think it probably would have flowed a little bit better. But um, yeah, I, overall, it's again, it's it's pizza. It's it wasn't my favorite, but would I go back and grab another slice? Sure, I, I'd go back. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else like really uh, about getting too much in spoilers. Um, I mean, to your point about them sticking to their guns too, I think um, John Favreau continuing to oversee all of this, and even mm-hmm. though I, it, I think he had less of a hand in um, some of the direction and some of the filming in this as opposed to the Mandalorian. Um I could be wrong about that, so don't, don't stick me to that. But uh, I know Robert Rodriguez was more involved with this um, and, and did a lot of the directing. But I just having Favreau is kind of the, the steady hand, at, you know, guiding the ship I, has made a big difference for these Disney Plus shows. I think that's definitely made things a lot more cohesive than we've seen from other recent Star Wars attempts. So. Yeah, and just kind of looking over on that, I, it does look like John Favreau wrote every episode. Hey. It, yes, at least that's what he's credited on Wikipedia. So, I mean, that could that could be a complete lie. Who knows? Anyone can edit that stuff. Uh, um, I I see it here too. The creator and writer of the book of Boba Fett. So never mind. Foot instantly in my mouth. <laughs> that doesn't happen too too often. Every once in a while, though. You step on the pitchfork and it hits you right in the face. So you step on the Bantha Pudu. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately in Bantha Pudu. So, um, I mean, so I, I, I do think maybe to, to, to what you're saying is that he doesn't like, he didn't, he, he did direct, uh, the first episode of season two for the Mandalorian. So maybe he was a little bit more involved in that. Um, but, I do think, I, I mean, I, I believe this is in the same universe as the Mandalorian. I do. It's not like there's like a harsh tonal shift. There's no like whiplash or anything else like that from some, uh, you know, more recent Star Wars movies uh, where it feels like there wasn't conducive story arc or character changes that didn't seem to make sense. Like, so, you know, solid credit that it's this is it is one storyline that makes sense inside of an established uh, world that we know of from the Mandalorian, this, um, the Mandalorian sagas. I don't know the Mandalorian books. I don't know what the, these are being called, but yeah. The, the Mandalorian tales. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Between, yeah. Between the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett, it, it makes sense. You know, it's fun stuff. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's part of the problem perhaps is that in some ways it maybe feels too much like in the same vein of the Mandalorian, which is, I mean, you're not 
in my opinion, you're not going to recapture what made that show so great with something else, even if it's in the same universe, because that was an original story. And I think trying to tie this too closely to what they were doing there when people were maybe expecting something a little spicier from, from a Boba Fett show, or, you know, just a, maybe a slightly different take on Mandalorian ideology or maybe just, you know, completely, you know, disconnected from some of those things because he wasn't really part of that culture uh, growing up. So I don't know. I, I think all of this is to say that I think perhaps we, we should have vied for something a little more unique with this and, Maybe and while I appreciate them keeping things steady and you know uh, cohesive, I sometimes you know I, I appreciate when they take a chance and you know see if it works out or not rather <laughs> than playing it safe. Yeah. So I mean, you want to head into some more spoilery conversations because I feel like we're dan we're we're uh, tattooing. Yeah, we're we're sparring with practice lightsabers here, man. I, I don't really know <laughs> what else to do. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so spoilers from here on out if you haven't seen book of boba fett go watch it i mean by all means i don't think you'll regret it regardless of what people on social media say um but in the meantime we'll continue and so michael i have a question for you yeah we're getting into this if you let's say john favreau calls and he's like hey michael we got this new show we're doing you know, we don't have a title for it yet, but, you know, we got some things in mind, but we, everything's filmed and uh, uh, edited and all that. So if you, you want to watch and just kind of give us some ideas on what you what you think the show should be called, what would some of those ideas that would pop into your mind be? Mm, okay, good question. Okay, okay. So I feel like part of me would want to latch on to I got I got a few ideas. I'm really just kind of figuring out my words so I'm just vamping for time. Uh that's all we have to do, man. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would potentially some of the ones I would want to throw out there are as the uh rise of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um the return of Boba Fett. <sighs> See and that's I just feel like cuz those are just like the rise of Skywalker, the, you know, the, I just feel like uh, they, these are just homages to other star Wars stuff already existent. So it's, it's hard for me. I, I just, the book, the, the book does kind of feel weird to me, the title, the book of Boba Fett. Um, especially since we came from the Mandalorian, uh, the book just feels like kind of a weird, like we were saying it's tales and stuff like that. So I, oh gosh, I feel like there's a really good one and I'm just not seeing it. Um, the family of Fett. <laughs> that sounds like a fact. That's, no, that's out. That was bad. I'm sorry, Mister. I'm sorry, Mister. Favros. Please, please, please call me again for other ideas. Big Bubba Fett's house, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bubba Fett are hard, back man. in action. Um, should have asked Kevin. We should. Yeah, dang it. Why isn't Kevin on this one? Uh, we should have pegged him first. Um, I see. Yeah, I feel like to what I think maybe what you're driving at and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's interesting to me that it's the Mandalorian and then the Obi-Wan. And I know I'm kind of jumping the gun. I know we kind of want to talk about this, but 
the the Obi-Wan series is called Obi-Wan Kenobi as it currently is. So it just feels weird to me that we would then subsequently put the book of and the other two in this naming convention is the Mandalorian is um, what's the actual character's name? I just refer to him as Mando. Uh, uh, Jim. Yes, he the, that's how he's referred to in the universe is the Mandalorian in so many of these instances. So why would we preface his title or why would we preface Boba Fett's title with like the book of um no. so I don't know correct me if I'm wrong if that's what you're maybe driving at do you have titles <laughs> oh I I don't have shit I'm, I'm terrible with titles. <laughs> my what I was driving at and I, I agree that it's difficult I think especially with Star Wars to kind of come up with something that doesn't automatically harken back to a previous title. So in that aspect, and in that respect, I admire them for trying to do something different mm -hmm. and not just going for the low hanging fruit. Um, but it's, it's just kind of a weird title on the surface, but also there are episodes of this show that are not about, Boba Fett like <laughs> at all and I don't recall that happening in the Mandalorian um season one or season two I could be wrong again it's you know it's early in the episode still so the the errors could pile up but um I uh yeah I don't remember that happening there um and it's just to me it's a weird title because it doesn't seem like in some episodes like he's even the main character in this show mm -hmm. and it's almost like it's mandalorian like season 2.5 in a way yeah because he appears and has an entire episode just about mando or jen or whatever you'd like to call him the mandalorian an entire episode about him mm -hmm. and he appears in a couple of others as well down the stretch and is one of the prominent supporting characters. So it's almost like, did we get like three episodes in and now we're just back into the, the Mandalorian's uh, adventures now? What's what's happening here? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, I was actually just checking and there's this interesting like kind of graph on the uh, critical reception of the show. And you see like the very first episode is positive results is in like the 80 between 80 and 85. Uh, episode two is in like 90. Episode three is like 60. Um, <laughs> and then episode four peaks back up to that 80. And then episode five is at almost is at 100 percent, um, which is the episode that Mando comes back in and it's titled return of the Mandalorian. So right there, that's you. You can see where the audience truly was excited. I feel oh. like because that's episode three. I remember that one for reference earlier. That's the one where I'm like, wow, this like, quote unquote, high speed chase is terrible. This looks so bad. And it just made me so disenfranchised with what they were doing because I was like, this is gross um and boring right now this episode is such a lull so 
Yeah, we're going to talk more about the the Power Rangers swoop gang in a little <laughs> bit. But um, yeah, man, it's just it was kind of weird how it was structured because they didn't advertise Mando being in this. They didn't advertise Grogu or, you know, we're in the spoilers now. So if you're still here, yeah. it's your fault. They didn't advertise, obviously, uh, Luke Skywalker or Ahsoka being in this. Did they? They didn't know. I said, or oh, Cad Bane. Oh, yeah. The Cad Bane. Yeah, as well. Which, you know, obviously you don't want to give everything away. And you want to have those surprises. And of course, you know, you, you have a, an inkling that characters are going to show up that have been in the Mandalorian. Mando probably the most likely among that group. But when you have such a short season... Um, and you dedicate so much time to other characters, it just kind of begs the question of whether having a show titled after Boba Fett, uh, whether that was warranted. And, you know, if maybe they kind of didn't really know how to structure an entire uh, season of a series around him or something like that. Yeah, it does truly feel like Favreau was like, oh, well, there's this story I had, like, there's a story idea I have about uh -huh. me, Boba Fett. You know, we obviously meet Boba Fett and he's coming back. And I have this idea for like part of like a season for The Mandalorian. And then they're like, well, we'd rather just focus on The Mandalorian, Mando. And yeah. let's not, why don't we just do this a shorter season or, you know, just kind of do a little bit of a, a 0.5 and still have them there. So people are still excited. Um, but I think it's interesting that we talk about these characters that they don't advertise, but then I consistently saw that um, it's a meme of a bunch of people. And I think they're originally watching like a, a soccer game in a big bar. And like the person's like on a second level balcony, looking over this entire crowd yeah. and they're all watching this really big screen and something happens. And I, I think it's a goal gets scored and they win the game and everyone erupts into excitement. Yeah, and yeah. so many of the moments in this, uh, in the show, I feel like we're put into that meme. I saw the one, I saw one for Mando. I saw one for Grogu. I saw one for Cad Bane and his head flip up, uh, thing. I saw, I did see one for Boba Fett, like sticking his fist out of the, the sand. So it's just interesting to me that there was so much hype and excitement and so many people put effort and time into doing things like that. But then like mm. the critical response has been kind of lukewarm. Um, I just thought of it. Luke Skywalker warm. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was terrible. Oof, uh, <laughs> man. That's coming it, from you too. Yeah. Man. That didn't even, that's not even like a good one uh, at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just it's interesting to for, for me to feel so many people just were like meh, and even the show felt kind of meh on its main characters. Yeah, it, it the whole structure of the series was just it just felt off to me throughout, and what I was getting at in regards to Lindsay's comments about you know mm -hmm. some of the flashbacks, it was like. I don't know, two, three episodes in a row, man, where they just did the same thing over and over again, where we're in the present for a little bit, then he's in the back to tank. He's having flashbacks about 
how he got here after escaping the Sarlacc pit. And it just kind of went through these motions and there's not a lot of time here to get his story going in this series, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you keep interrupting what's happening and what we really should be invested in, because that's what the finale is going to depend on is getting us invested in this current predicament. And when we keep interrupting that to go back and, Oh, last time on book of Bubba Fett here, <laughs> here he was, you know, dancing with the sand people and then later trying to avenge them da, 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 da. and flying back into the Sarlacc pit. I mean, they're not bad scenes necessarily, but I don't know that it really does much for him as a character. And he needs to be developed if he's going to carry this show and he needs to have a good arc here. And he's just, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like they were kind of coaxing on his uh, reputation, you know, yeah. like people are going to watch because it's Bubba Fett, but what, I mean, other than the fact that cool, he's back and he's <laughs> got his armor and I mean, he helped, the Mandalorian out, so that's cool. And he wants to be a respectable crime lord rather than, you know, one who is basically, you know, a, a tyrant of sorts. But uh, I would, you know, there's not a whole lot else to make us feel connected to this character, especially if you're just like a casual Star Wars member, you know, or Star Wars fan, you know? Yeah. And I, so I want to sort of, you bring up two things and I want to kind of touch on them in kind of my thought process and order. Um, one, uh, do you think this would have flowed better or at least pacing wise been better if they took all the flashbacks pr- uh, post escape from Sarlacc pit um, pre the Mandalorian um sequences we saw or with him after he takes his armor back and everything else like that do you think that would have been better if they like kind of splice it up different where the first episode was him establishing himself as a the crime lord kind of doing all this stuff and then we see him go into the bath of tank and then he or like the second episode is all the flashback with him uh and him like developing his himself and then we go to the third episode do you think that would have played better or do you think that would have been worse because i I, I, part of me wants to know how that would have gone because I feel like it might have been better to understand that he's like, well, why? Wait, well, I, I feel like it would have been better because in the first episode, we'd be going there going like, why is he doing these things? Why is he kind of being nicer? Why is he talking about being a better crime lord, a more, you know, pleasant crime lord? Last time we saw him, he was like, you know, being a jerk and trying to kill the main characters that we liked in the star Wars movies and in the show, he's still kind of coming back, but why is he like this? And then the second episode would explain that he actually found heart. He actually found a family. He found people that uh, cared about him and he hasn't felt that in a really long time and realized that he can use caring to get what he needs. And then that would explain going forward. I don't know. That's my first like proposed or like statement question to you. Sure. Sure. And I, I love, uh, this concept so we, we could do an entire episode with, about <laughs> stuff like this. So I'm, I'm with you, but uh, I, yes, I absolutely would have, I think spliced it up and put all those flashbacks together. 
I might have even put that episode towards the end of the season rather than the beginning and maybe have people like inquiring about, well, he's not the same as he used to be or like, what, what happened to you since, you know, since then, like you're, you're different now or something happened to you. And of course, him not revealing any of that to, you know, people outside of his inner circle. And that keeps the audience intrigued and like, and actually wants to see, you know, what happened, you know, after he escaped from the pit. And then I think simultaneously, you then are just focusing solely on the presence and getting that story, the time that it needs to really, you know, take hold of the audience so that we're more invested in what's going to happen towards the end. So yes, to, to your question, that's my, my long way of answering. Yeah. I, I would have done something like that. No, totally. I get it. I was just, it just seemed kind of like a, it was, it was Lindsay. So, and the reason I brought it up is because Lindsay actually struggled with the whole, um, she didn't realize that there, like she was confused about the whole flashbacks. She was like, she thought, I think it was the third episode. She was like, oh, I finally understand that this is like flashbacks because she pointed out, I thought he was just like effing off and going into the middle of the desert for a weeks at a time. And I was like, that doesn't seem really productive for a, uh, <laughs> for a crime Lord. And I was like, well, yeah, it's not because he, I was like, he's not good doing that because he doesn't have his armor and remember how he gets his armor back in the Mandalorian. And it's like, that's a major plot point and uh -huh. all these types of things. And she was like, Oh yeah, I guess so. And it just shows, it shows to me that it was like, Oh, um, that wasn't very clear, at least to like a general viewer that that's what was happening. Yeah. So you making sure that that is something that is much clearer when you start out is like going, okay, these are these things. And I, I do feel to that, credit i'm not saying it was impossible or um you know lindsay is the uh, lindsay's experience was the majority experience of everybody i do think that i do feel they did a good job with costuming kind of being like when he's in this black robe or when he's like being uh when he's just kind of a shambles he's that that's when it's the old stuff he's you know remembering yeah. it type stuff so i don't want to like say that discount their efforts in the costuming and stuff like that i do feel like they did a good job on that no part. no not at all I, I thought the scenes themselves were fine like i i liked him and i i like him potentially having a connection with the sand people if he really wants to be that sort of honorable respectable ruler he needs to have a good relationship with the native people so I, and the fact that they form that bond and they help save him is cool but and then the con yeah, the costumes in all these Disney Plus shows are are terrific, except for the the, the Swoop Gang, which we'll get to <laughs> shortly. But here, yeah, um, yeah, I, I I don't think anything was poorly done here. I just think the way it was put together made it kind of bumpy like getting it where they wanted it to go. Yeah, it feels very. Um, I know we talked about it on the Bad Batch episode. It just yeah. kind of felt like the story was they were fumbling with the story and getting it where they wanted to get to. It took they, they, they took them to get it took them too much longer to get the ball across the 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 field goal line. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of the same thing. 
too with that show because those characters weren't in Clone Wars that much, other than uh, what was his name, uh, Echo. Mm-hmm. Um, other than Echo, those other guys weren't that involved in that kind of like how Bubba Fett was recent to the Mandalorian. He's only in a few episodes in the second season. So, and if you've only seen the movies and the Mandalorian before this, you've not had a whole lot of time with Bubba Fett. You hear more about him and how much people like him than you actually see him do anything. So it's kind of that same thing where you have an audience that's not especially the casual fans that aren't, you know, super familiar with this guy. And you have to really be careful about where you spend time when you only have seven episodes. Yeah. And I think this is a good segue into talking about where you don't spend them, which is in the go, go power Rangers. Oh God. Dude, what? By game <laughs> gang. I, it's, here's a question. Uh, my in my experience with Star Wars, if somebody is just kind of part of a ragtag band of survivors or a gang, which is often the case on Tatooine outside of uh, the huts or the syndicate or whoever, they're always they don't have a lot of resources to their name. So why instead of just like beat to shit kind of bare bones bikes, do they have like these Power Ranger color bikes from like modeled something after something from like the 1950s. Dude, I don't know it. When I saw them, I I was like, I kind of like the idea that they are these young, you know, fine. They're young kids. Sure. They're uh, spending their money on frivolous things. um, As you know, the youths of the world do. Um, But yeah, I don't understand like the whole like you're right. It doesn't make sense. The the environment dictates that it should be more beat up than it is and they spend a lot of time they must spend a lot of time polishing those bikes. They're so uh, shiny. Yeah. They're so shiny. And then and so slow. Yeah. That's <laughs> the part that I don't understand like when they did that scene, I was like, "Why are we this is so so slow?" so slow what okay. this like feels agonizingly painful like i don't understand why they did that entire scene in at that speed it just doesn't make sense it's like this is supposed to be a, a speeder by a, a speeder chase like why are we doing this at strolling distance <laughs> yeah um i i don't know i like you said i think the money was not spent much there as it was in the finale or in some other episodes but i mean this is all it's not like we're dealing with you know a bare bones budget here this is fucking disney so even if the resources are lacking there you should still have the editing in-house to compensate for where you don't have as much wiggle room financially Mm -hmm. in certain scenes so i to me, shit like that from a major studio is just inexcusable. And I just kind of have to shake my head at, and guess, you know, they were being kind of lazy. And I blame, I mean, part of that's on Robert Rodriguez. I mean, he's a veteran. He should know what does and does not look good in a chase scene at this point in his career. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You, 
how many movies has he done where people are getting chased at or, or shot at through a desert or a old Western town or something? Yeah. I don't understand. It's, yeah. It just was so bad. Like I just watched it and was so, so disappointed. So right. disappointed. And and that, in addition to the fact that their look does not really match the characters they're trying to establish. Now they just kind of look incompetent and slow. And these are the key allies among the local people who are going to help Boba Fett turn the tide. Yeah. I don't know, man. Good luck with that, Boba. Also, you say that, uh, sorry, uh, Robert Rodriguez, uh, about Robert um, Rodriguez, is that <laughs> a, to- a word about Robert? Real yeah, quick. a word about Robert. I totally forget, forgot he did uh, Sin City and The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl in the same year. <laughs> yeah. I always forget that. Talk about a fucking 180 from one project <laughs> to the next, man. Jesus. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, admittedly, he did like uh, Spy Kids 3D Game Over and Once a Time, Once Upon a Time in Mexico in the same year too. So, what I mean, credit to the man on his ability to direct very different things. Um, hey man, sometimes you like to make a kids movie, and sometimes you like to have an entire town full of murderous prostitutes and film that. So yeah, you know how it goes. Sex murders. Sorry, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude. It's, I just shit like that bothers me because there's no reason why it should be that poor. And it's just either they didn't spend the time that it needed to get it right or something just got mucked up in the editing process or maybe both, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, it has to be a practical thing. That's it. There's no possible way that that could have been fixed in post. And just and admittedly i'm armchair uh armchair uh fx guy here (laughs) um but i just feel like if they did say like oh we'll fix it in post like you'd have to just do so much editing to make it look like they're going so much faster than they actually were on screen and the bikes themselves just seem so clunky and weird shaped for what we have known as speeder bikes look like and yeah i don't it's just the entire, the entire, and that's the reason I feel like that's why it's rated so low uh, out of all the other show, uh, out of all the other episodes. Um, uh-huh. Admittedly, the critical review little graph thing does show that the most recent episode is at fifty percent positive, but it's also only been out for like a day and a half, or two. Um, I mean, I should say two days now, uh, but I feel like it probably it will go up because I feel. Um, it, it, I feel like it ended on a pretty good note. I enjoyed the last episode. I was very intrigued. I watched the entire thing um, in, in one sitting. So it wasn't like I was like, oh, I can come back to this type stuff. I yeah, I liked well, what they were doing. It was kind of, there was still some of that odder, uh, like kind of the weirder framing tools, I feel like, that they've had for the entire season or kind of weird motions. That gang, I still hate how the they're like here's this little blaster gun this does the same amount of damage as one of these big blaster guns which is a aka kill a dude it's like why do you need anything bigger if that little thing will do the exact same thing as one of those giant long rifles like type stuff so yeah uh somebody modded the hell out of that thing and maybe stuck a crate dragon pearl in it to (laughs) give it that much juice compared to a giant rifle but right uh, 
Yeah, I, I think let's stay with Bubba's story through the end, and then we can kind of come back and talk mm-hmm. about some of the other things. Um, but, you know, I liked that we got to see the Marshal again because uh, Tim, Timothy Oliphant, um, who's, you know, uh, only been in, I think, a couple episodes, but has certainly left his mark on that character. Um, but Mandalorian, uh, Jen goes to get some actual recruits to, to help Bubba Fett uh, from the people of Freetown. Uh, the marshal is, you know, man, I don't know, man. It's, it doesn't really seem like our fight. And then, you know, Mando leaves him with that, and they're kind of mulling over. And then, as the episode is titled, From the Desert Comes a Stranger. And Michael, I give you Cad Bane, <laughs> shows up and his very first live action uh, appearance. Which is a solid first appearance. I was. Uh, they definitely spent some money there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, are you okay with me recanting um, like the kind of what happened at my house when that was happening? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, Lindsay and I were watching it on the uh, couch. Um, I was kind of on like the, an Ottoman section we have. Um, and it was doing that scene and then it flashes to that, like a stranger in the desert, right? The faraway silhouette. And I was just like, okay, cool. And then like, as it kind of kept going and kept getting closer, I was like, Hey, that it's got to like that you know it's got a real wide brim and that duster Uh kind of walk and wait are those tubes and like as this is going on as this is like i was like oh my gosh is this wait and i'm like sitting up i was getting excited and i was like i was like oh i was like oh my is this really gonna be who i think it is and i was like Lindsay, you gotta oh this is so cool like and i'm getting excited the dog was getting excited she had Uh no idea what was happening um well, both of them didn't have any idea what was happening um but but the dog was at least excited because i was excited uh, and then it's like as it's going and it's like oh my god and like and then it gets closer and you obviously clearly can tell this by the silhouette you don't need to see the face because you know that's the classic cad bane the head tilt up you know type thing and i'm sitting there i'm like oh my god it's cad bane it's cad bane it's cad bane and she's like who's cad bane and i'm like so complicated <laughs> uh i was like and she's like, what is it? I was like, he's, he's, that's a very complicated <laughs> question. <laughs> I was like, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a simple answer, but it's real complicated at the same time. And I was like, he's from uh, the Star Wars Clone Wars, but it's not just from Star Wars Clone Wars. He's like an awesome character from the Star Wars Clone Wars. I was excited about him showing up in the Bad Batch animated uh-huh. series too. And I was just, I was like, this is the first live action. And by this is all going on. And then eventually, you know, he does the, it flash set it up so well i mean like props to cinematography on this props oh, to the yeah. reveal props to the costume crew all of these people work so hard and it came off wonderfully um with his good hat old, coming up good old dave filoni uh, directing for this one too yeah i mean dude it just it came up it was perfect on par uh, like on on point and it was just so you know the, a exploding crowd of people excited about this like so you know it was awesome it was awesome it was such Sorry, a cool <laughs> no man it was such a cool you know even if you don't know who that is i think 
they did a proper job of introducing him potentially to a new audience and and definitely in a, a slightly different medium being live action um as opposed to animation so kudos to everyone involved with that uh kudos to the actor and in that role as well i thought he did a good job um but my god i mean <laughs> if you know who cad bane is it's like holy fuck because that was my reaction when we were watching this at my house because my wife goes because she had watched the clone wars with me so and mm-hmm. the bad batch so she knows who fucking cad bane is and she goes cad bane and i like, go oh, shit like exclaiming out loud is all this is happening which doesn't happen too too often when we're right. watching things together but such a such a cool reveal and i just i adore uh the idea of bounty hunters and star wars lending itself so well to the western style and the western genre because it just it fits together so so well kind of has revived that genre a little bit in some ways which i think is cool um so yeah just kudos to everybody who was part of that and knowing that he's part of the syndicate or he's been hired by them at least to keep them in power and to you know stop Bubba Fett that just kind of heightened like the entire I uh, the entire momentum of the show going into this lap last episode yeah. it was insane and I do have to say, I was like, shit, shit, shit got real. Like, this is this is next level. Like, before I was like, fine, whatever, they're going to win uh, this war or whatever. It might draw out into next season or whatever. But when I saw Cat, I was like, holy shit, this means Maybe not. shit is going to go down. Shit <laughs> is going to go down. Um, and those that don't know, too, just as a fun little thing, the, the dent that uh, Boba Fett has in uh, Star Wars, uh, the movies, and also in the show, the dent that's in that um, upper left portion of his helmet is actually from cad bane shooting him um in a duel that they have in the clone wars so you know that just shows you like the they know each other and the history here and yeah so it's just yeah yeah i mean they really are respecting what's come before i mean it's it's dave filoni too if he's the one introducing cad bane I mean, he's going to do whatever he can to make that come across as smoothly as possible because that's his baby. He's not <laughs> he's not going to let that get <laughs> fucked up in live right. action. Um, but I also, you know, I, it also created a lot of questions, as did, I think, some other appearances by characters in this show. But like, oh, I'm curious to know more about, you know, his history with Boba Fett. And Christ, how old is this guy at this point? <laughs> he's still alive and working after all this time. He's like, what is he, Aragorn age? Or has that type of lifespan? What's <laughs> happening? I, yeah, so I actually um, told Lindsay, I was like, how old is he? And she's like, and I was explaining to him, like, he was in the Clone Wars. And she's like, Michael, that, that wasn't that long ago in this time frame, though. It's only like, you know, you know like Luke Skywalker is like in his late 
20s early 30s at this point i'm like i was like yeah but like still though he was in his he, he was in his prime then and you were assuming i mean what he's doing right now he's still doing the same stuff he was doing back then so i feel like he's still kind of in his in in a in still a prime i don't know it's but, like clint eastwood and unforgiven <laughs> right so yeah no cad bane i solid solid reveal solid introduction i feel like that's made the entire final final few episodes just like all these characters kind of bisecting in this this moment really made me excited for the last episode and the wrap up of the season because i was so like okay cool we're bringing we, we got the band back together they were never really a band to start with but the, <laughs> the, everyone's here all all my favorites let's do this yeah i it goes without saying that I think Cad Bane is my favorite bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe. So to have him part of this too just made it so much better for me as a fan. So sorry, Boba, but uh, yeah. that's, that's just how it was. Um, for the last episode, this is where it all comes to a head. It's, you know, Boba's forces versus the Syndicate being, you know, <laughs> fuck fortified by cad bane now um and of course things are revealed here you know the pikes were responsible for the death of you know fett's tuscan friends that he made in the desert um and now we're having this big showdown in moss espa and i feel like overall it was a pretty good episode um i remember thinking to myself when they brought out the fucking the droids with the shields <laughs> like uh, of course the fucking bad guys have droids with big guns that are behind shields because the bad guys always have those fucking droids on their side <laughs> and it's really annoying especially when you play the games and have to deal with that shit but um so that i i feel like they you know gave us some just good classic star wars in this and um bubba gets to ride his pet rancor which is cool the rancor mm -hmm. does some cool things and i mean that's i think the most rancor destruction i've seen in star wars before so that was yep. awesome and then uh yeah i i feel like um cad bane of course being part of this really heightened it but i feel like they gave uh fennec uh or shand a lot of shine in this too and that mm -hmm. she got to have some pretty badass moments as well yeah and i do feel like um which, group... which i was glad for because she kind of didn't get to do a ton this season so she was yeah. just kind of there she was the advisor right hand yeah. person type thing yeah his consigliere or whatever yeah. right um i do like how i do uh, I, I, we're going long. I just want to quickly touch on um, the Mando episode was good. I liked watching him kind of deal with the repercussions of his um, time as, or, t you know, time with Grogu uh, when he comes back to his cell uh, cloister. I don't know what the official term for a group of Mandalorian uh, death watch is. Um <laughs> But I, I did kind of think that was interesting watching him kind of deal with the dark saber and how that is going. Um, him forging a little adorable chainmail shirt for Grogu. 
uh, Lindsay said, if she's like, if I don't see that baby Yoda in that shirt, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> um, and then kind of getting to see Grogu interact with Luke uh, was fun. And Ahsoka being there and seeing the development of the next Jedi temple um, that would we'll subsequently see burn in uh later star wars timeline but in the we saw yeah. burn in the, the the other movie so <laughs> well we'll get to some of that towards the end here but uh, yeah yeah but no i think it, i think it was really cool i liked um kind of the whole it was interesting watching them build a speed uh speeder out of a ne old naboo fighter um which is uh -huh. weird that they were i was like i was like what a weird kind of throwback uh or homage or uh, easter egg type thing so no i think i think the season wrapped up pretty strong i think that third episode is the lowest point but i think that was just because it was so weird <laughs> and not well done in uh -huh. the sense of like what they were showed us but i feel like the overall it was it was solid yeah i i thought you got some good payoff in this last episode um Cad Bane, dude, that was maybe his last stand there against Boba Fett. Yeah, will he come back? We definitely saw him die. Definitely, he's definitely dead. Uh, yeah, I thought he was. I'm I'm reading the description and the plot description literally says Fett kills Bane. So there's that. Um, there was like something beeping on him though that mm -hmm. my wife got when he was laying there. So I was gonna say that too. I saw that. I saw there was that flashing light, and I was like, I bet it's some sort of distress signal or something. Or yeah, which you know, I guess potentially you know, it, when you first see that, you think, oh crap, maybe it's a bomb, and you know, he's taken <laughs> whoever took him down with him, you know, because he's Cad Bane. But uh, I would assume it was probably now i would assume it's probably of a homing beacon of sorts or something which is also a very cad bane thing to do yeah like come collect me and stick me in the back to tank so i can come kill this fucker yeah um, so he might be done he might be back it, i don't really know with him at this point he just keeps showing up in all everything star wars and I, i'm not complaining about it but he's he's unpredictable as is his character so um, we do get to see Grogu as well, using you know some more of his Force powers, um, <laughs> swagging out there and uh, uh, face down the Rancor at the end. Um, nothing really happened with him that I wasn't really expecting. I would say, yeah, um, pretty, seems... pretty, pretty, pretty much what you thought you would get if he was in this. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, did, um, and and we did see him in the tiny shirt. Just to those I know that yeah yeah he he L was Lindsay wearing was he was wearing the goddamn chainmail um, <laughs> like a little like Gimli from Lord of the Rings. So um, I I thought it was a good finale. Um, we'll see what happens. Are they doing another season of this? Um, I don't see it. Um, it might have been a limited series. It might have been a limited, but I feel like I. At the end of it, I feel like it sets itself up. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe they're waiting to see how it finishes out, or um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I would assume at the very least, there these characters like will be back in some of the other shows that are coming. So their their stories right. aren't done. 
hopefully if they do another one, they make it a little more cohesive and have it flow a little better throughout. And uh, that does yeah. bring me to episode <laughs> two, back to From the Desert Comes a Stranger. Um, and also Return of the Mandalorian, because as we touched on, you get an entire arc in this show that has nothing to do with Boba Fett. And I remember telling my wife, uh, wow, it's, it's nice of Boba Fett to do a small cameo in his own fucking show. Like, thanks, <laughs> thanks for showing up, dude. Yeah. Um, but you get, you know, kind of what's happening with, uh, the Mandalorian, and he reunites with some of his uh, some of his brethren, um, and they kind of cast him out because of what he did at the end of season two of The Mandalorian when he took off his helmet. And it's kind of it kind of seems to me like they're moving towards a revolution of sorts within. The Mandalorian tribes because he has the dark saber. So, like, who are they to say he's not a Mandalorian anymore? You know, just because of that one thing. I mean, that's how Death Watch works, though. They aren't they they don't play by the same rules as it everybody else does. On as for the other Mandalorians, I feel like right. But there's not too many of those guys left, <laughs> and I think. People are gonna. The rest of them are gonna follow the guy with the dark saber. So I don't know. It's. I thought they brought up some interesting possibilities for that for that next season when, whenever they get there. Yeah, we'll see. We'll be. In, it'll be interesting to go forward. We'll see. Um, and then there's Grogu's Jedi training with Luke Skywalker. We again have. The fucking de-aging CGI that Star Wars just can't get enough of, or really Disney as a whole. Um, I, you know, I thought he looked, I thought he looked good. You know, I thought the CGI was good. Um, Mark Hamill was playing him again, which, I mean, it it's amazing to me that Mark Hamill can still sound like his younger self. Like <laughs> that guy's just a ridiculous voice actor on yeah. another level. Um, how did you feel about Luke and his appearance and, you know, just his overall presence in this? I think it was good. Uh, I actually think it was the CGI was better. Um, and I, I don't know if you know this, but they actually hired a, a guy on the Internet, did a side by side comparison for the de-aging effect um, and made his de-aging effect of Luke in the Mandalorian uh, look better than what the multi-million dollar company did. Yeah, I um, saw that. Yeah. And they hired him to do it. And they and they hired him to be like, come on board because they're like, wow, this is so good. Like, we want to hire you. So I, I'm not sure. And I'm trying to find out and I can't. Unfortunately, it just says that. Um, yeah. So Industrial Light and Magic was the one that did the the VFX stuff. Um, also, Ghost FX improved looking pirates. Uh, uh, and SSVFX um, did a lot of this for the series, so it's hard to kind of know who did what and dig that deep in. But I'm hoping the guy that did it for that did it on the internet got to come out and do the thing that he was good at and got hired for for this show. If he didn't, what, what were you doing? Um, <laughs> right. So. I mean, that's what it sounded like to me, anyways, when I read that that they brought him in, and I 
to your point, I think that's probably one of the main reasons why it looked better than it did before. Um, I, as a whole, I, I still don't love the de-aging stuff just because I think it sets a dangerous precedent, um, more so from some other instances of it, less so here. But yeah, overall, I, I, I thought it looked good. I think we're also going to start seeing, I would assume, you know, Luke committing some of the same errors that the Jedi did in the past because he doesn't really know anything about how the Jedi fell, you know, mm-hmm. other than what he's been told by Obi-Wan Kenobi, which you know, was very little, especially from a certain point of view. And also what he learned from Yoda. Um, and really all he knows is that, oh, well, my dad just left and things kind of went to shit from there. And that's, as we know, that's not really what happened. Um, so it's interesting that they're now putting him on this track to where it it seems like he's going to commit a lot of that same folly and that will lead him eventually to where he is at the beginning of last Jedi. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting to see that he's starting a school and how it will quickly uh, fall into not goodness. Like, yeah, I mean, kind of a dick move to make Grogu choose between the chain mail and the lightsaber like Jedi have done in the past. It's like, come on, Luke, dude, how many other baby Yodas do you know? Like, you're not going to give that lightsaber to him. So, you, know, you might not get another chance to do this, bro. Come on. Also, um, I'm sorry. Release all emotional ties. Uh, sir, you uh, force projected yourself halfway across the galaxy to help your sister. Um, <laughs> you know, just throwing that out there as maybe. And we we do from our understanding of how the movies have told it is that Luke now has a doesn't understand the same uh, is kind of has this skewed view of the Jedi religion. So well, yeah, because it all came from Yoda and Obi Wan. So mm-hmm. and the and the sacred texts, <laughs> page turners. They were not. Uh, I also. Uh, I thought it was interesting too. Um, I mean, it, it's cool that Ahsoka made another appearance, and I'm I'm looking forward to her show because I think mm-hmm. Rosario Dawson is good in that role. But I thought it was interesting how she and Luke interacted because when the Mandalorian first arrives on that planet, and he's talking with Ahsoka and he asks, well, where's the kid? And she tells him he's with master Luke. But then after Mando leaves and then Luke is talking with Ahsoka and they're like, Oh, they're going back and forth about Mandalorian real quick. But then Luke asks her, will I ever see you again? So it's like, it almost was like they set the expectation that they have at least some sort of familiarity with one another and have been introduced. And then it kind of seems like, well, is, was this their first encounter? Did they just meet? Like, I don't know. It, it raised some questions that weren't fully answered and I assume will be later. But I, I just thought it was 
it was a little curious how they interacted. Yeah, it felt on. It did kind of feel unnatural. <laughs> yeah, like like that. That's kind of your typical Star Wars line. Will I ever see you again? Type thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I I, know, I could have been different, but uh, yeah. Um, I guess we'll see with all that. So I mean, do we do we want to touch on the upcoming uh, other Star Warsy uh, <laughs> fair? I think we can just use it to kind of wrap up here. But um, we have Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out in May. Mm-hmm. I I don't really like that they used his full name for the title myself. I feel like it's kind of a mouthful. I wish they had just called it Obi-Wan or Kenobi or something short. <laughs> or just, you know, one, like just take part of his first name and really throw people a curveball. But um, yeah. I feel uh, like that show has some advantages that this one does not um, in the sense that we've already seen Ewan McGregor play the character quite a bit in the past. And I think it goes without saying that one of the things people pretty much universally agree on when it comes to Star Wars was that Ewan McGregor was one of the bright spots of the prequel <laughs> trilogy uh, yeah. as Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I, I have no doubt that he's going to be able to pick up and, you know, where he left off and jump back into that character because he seemed to have a good feel for it before and he's a good actor. Um, but I, I'm kind of curious now. I mean, <laughs> not worried, I would say, um, but just like, that was that's kind of the one that I, if, you know, when they started announcing spinoffs for Star Wars, I was like, well, you guys should definitely do that because you know they haven't really spent a lot of time on what he was up to in between uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, so that just kind of seems natural, especially since the, he can still jump in and play that part again, which is a lot easier to ask him to do than to get Harrison Ford back for Han Solo again. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. It seems it, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. I'm curious what's going to happen. Um, What story they're going to tell. Is it going to be just another Tatooine story? I mean, geez, this planet Tatooine is like the center of the universe. Apparently Um, everything happens there. I think people are pretty sick of tattooing too. Yeah. I think they're ready for something different. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, I I think one of the things that I'm at least curious about is that Hayden Christensen is back too as Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker. So, and one of my one of over the debates or not really debates but one of the conversations my wife and i have is i've kind of been in the camp that he just is not very good and he probably should not have been cast in that role in the first place where she gives him a little bit more credit and thinks that with some better writing he would do a lot better in that role so while of course he's going to be playing darth vader and that's you know, going to mask literally and figuratively a lot of those deficiencies just with the costume and the CGI and all that. 
Um, if they do let him play Anakin again, I'm I'm just kind of curious to see, like in a flashback or something, how, how that's going to play out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Has she seen Jumper? He's not good in that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a very good movie either. I I think the only movie I ever saw him in where I thought he's not fucking killing these scenes or ruining these scenes was uh, the movie Shattered Glass, where he plays a journalist, a, a real-life journalist who had a scandal at the New Republic. Um, and I thought he was pretty good in that movie and in that role. Um, so I, there's some talent there, but I just don't know that it is going to reveal itself here. And I, I like the guy. I mean, he seems like a decent dude. Um, so I'm rooting for him, but I just, it's kind of like, cause Anakin in the clone wars was so superior to that performance and that portrayal that I just kind of cringe whenever I see live action Anakin. Now it just doesn't feel like the same character. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you say that, but I'm looking at his, I'm looking at uh, Christensen's uh, video, uh, moviography, and I, dude, I can't tell you what most of these movies are about. I'm looking at them, like, honestly, could not tell you most of them if it's not a Star Wars or the Jump movie. Um, uh, with Samuel Jackson, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I, uh, I'm with you. I, I mean, maybe maybe he can be a better masked Darth Vader than he is, but we'll see. Um, can I yeah. quickly talk about a few other things that I noticed? Hello, I'm excited for. Yeah, please do. Um, and I'm going to get his name wrong. Um, Kumel Nanjiani, I think it is, is how it's pronounced. Um, uh, Kumail, I think. Kumail? Okay. Yeah. Um, you did a good job in his last name. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, from the, the things like the big sick, uh, which is highly recommend if you haven't seen that one, um, yeah. uh, I, I, know fame. From, I know him from Stuber. There you go. Stuber. <laughs> um, so, and you know, a few th other things he's on some voice acting. He was in uh, community. Um, we just yeah, saw him in Eternals. Eternals. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> I was a comedian too, wasn't he? I feel like, or was he just an actor? Uh, possibly. I feel like he could have done some stand up. I feel like I saw him on some stand up stuff, but that might just be him doing funny things. Um, so he's in it, and he's he's listed as question mark right now, which I'm I'm really hoping that um, he's some sort of buddy, the buddy cop to Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, mm -hmm. In this, we'll see. And then the other one I really am excited for is Ice Cube is apparently in this. I don't know what in, but he's or what role he's in, but he's in he, he's here. So Ice Cube is here. So his is it Ice Cube or is it his son? Uh, it looks as far as I can tell, it's Ice Cube. Because I I thought O'Shea Jackson Jr. was his kid. I mean, I'm looking at the list and it says Ice Cube, and I clicked on wow. it. It's him. So. It could be both of them. Maybe it's both of them, yeah. Father son duo in Star yeah. Wars. But I mean, Straight even if it isn't, <laughs> I boo. <laughs> hey, you got one, so I get one too. <laughs> um, 
If it is his son, I, I, I think I've seen his son in something before, and I can't remember what it was. Um, the name, though, his name does sound familiar, so I'm going to, you know, say that I'm excited. I'm excited just for this show in general. So, yeah. Yeah, they got Joel Edgerton back, his Owen Lars, so we got that continuity from Revenge of the Sith. I, like I said, I've been looking forward to this idea for a long time, I, and I think it's great that we get to have you and McGregor back in this role, hopefully with a better, a better story and some better writing where his fucking acting doesn't have to shoulder every scene like it did mm -hmm. before. But um, yeah, I, I think it has some advantages that book above a fet did not. And I think that will help. I just hope we act, are we going to actually do the Obi-Wan Kenobi story or are we going to do a few episodes and then, three episodes about Darth Vader. Right. So that's, I think that's probably my only concern about this is I just don't know outside of the Mandalorian, how committed they are to just telling more singular stories. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. So yeah, book above a fence. If you're still here, um, I, we hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Cause <laughs> Hey man, it's, it's pizza. So yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the Star Wars. It's it's just pizza. It's just pizza. Yeah. Perfect. All right, man. Well, uh, if you're okay, we'll wrap it up here. Yeah, I think I, we've talked them out for <laughs> like the upteenth week in a row. So All right. Yeah. Let's let's go home. Okay. Uh, perfect. All right, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you so much for listening to Hit the Reel, the podcast where we talk about the entertainment that we consume and what we really think about it. Uh, we try to get this podcast out weekly, um, usually on Saturdays, sometimes on Sundays, uh, depending on what I'm doing that weekend. So, uh, you know, if we got something wrong, if uh, we're wildly off base and you think that the book of Bubba Fett was the worst um, production of anything Star Wars since uh, the Star Wars Christmas special, uh, please feel free to let us know at hitthereelpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hitthereelpodcast at gmail.com. Also, feel free to take a look at our Patreon in the description of the episode. Um, we've got a few things in there. Um, and uh, next week, we're going to be talking about... Uh, what are we going to be talking about? What was it again, Jesse? Uh, Batman, dude. Back oh, to that's Batman. right. We're back to Batman. That's right. The Dark Knight. Um, so well, join us for the going. <sighs> Sorry, I can't. Cool. I can't. Well, preview for next week. <laughs> Martha. Um, <laughs> DC, okay. the house that Batman built. <laughs> All right. It's late when we're recording this. So I think we might be goofy. So <laughs> thank you so much for listening. And hey, like always, keep it real. Keep it real.